Hey everyone, just a quick note before the podcast. My audio had some weird freaky malfunction and we just could not figure out how to fix it. So please bear with us. It's pretty listenable, um, but we hope to be up and running again. We also will be taking a pause next week as Isaac will be out of town. So we'll fill you all in on that as well uh, the following Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hey there, folks. I'm Isaac, and I didn't prepare the little thing. And I'm Dark Souls Claire. No, I said it wrong. I'm Claire Dark Souls. <laughs> Claire Dark Souls. And this is Make, Make That, that game. game, where we fix the latest, greatest new video game ideas that won't. That these aren't real. No, we have no plans to make these. So you can take them if you want, unless they're really good. Then we keep them. But um, Mm -hmm. kick it off. Intro song. Anyways, so you can tell we've been out of this for a week, huh? Mm-hmm. That was that was a good intro. That was rusty. That, I think it went well. Yeah, I think I it mean, was quirky and endearing, just like us. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Claire, do you have any latest gaming endeavors slash newses? Yeah, so I have <gasps> not been playing many video games or really any video games. Um. Because I wasn't allowed to. Oh. That's <laughs> my brain. But I had a, a mild concussion, which is why we had to skip last Ooh. week. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, so no video games there. But hoping, I, I think I can get back to it. I've just been holding off, but um, I'd love to get back to it. However, I do have some gaming news that I'm very excited about. That's not allowed. I'm the news person here. No, I found the news before you did. <laughs> you did I did you it. Did. You, you've earned this one. <laughs> so uh as as y'all know i love kirby a big kirby fan big big fan and uh kirby is releasing a new game it says summer 2022 which is what's happening now so it's gotta be soon i think um is kirby just for my birthday yeah happy belated <laughs> birthday isaac's birthday was last week yeah um just in time for my concussion but <laughs> <laughs> so it's called kirby's dream buffet and it's a racing game where you play as different colored Kirby's, um, kind of like they're all like like rolly balls, kind of like the tilt games for Kirby, like the tilt Kirby tilt and tumble was a game we watched at SGDQ. Oh yeah, and, I forgot about that, and I forgot yeah. about like how similar it is. Yeah, and there's also a, a tilt table game within like a mini game in Kirby's and the Forgotten Land. Um, so it's kind of like that, but you're rolling around dessert. So you've like been shrunk, you're on a cake and it's a cake race and you're racing around the cake as this little ball rolling around. And the goal is to get as many um, like fruits and, and food because as you collect the food, you get bigger. And then at the end, the, the player who is the largest ball wins. 
Wow. So it's pretty cool wow. looking. It can be up to four players. I'm not sure. I can't really tell much from other than that. Um, you know, I'm not sure if they're going to have a one player mode and what that looks like, but I'm definitely going to get it when it comes out and we'll be able to give you a full honk and bonk. So looking forward to some more Kirby this summer. Uh, Isaac, what about you? Do you have any um, gaming endeavors or news that you've been up to? Yeah, so I played Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series, which came out within the last two weeks. I forget exactly when, but I basically instantly downloaded it and started playing it because I loved Klonoa Door to Phantom Isle, I think it was called. It was a GBA game, and I haven't, I did not have the hardware to play any other Klonoa game. What's a GBA game? Uh, game Boy Advance. Wow, oh, okay. I used an acronym. Wow. It's <laughs> uh, okay. You're loud, but that's why I asked. For our audience members who might not know, yeah. and me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I haven't actually played since I had a Game Boy Advance, which, you know, was probably going on 20 years at this point. Like, when did the... Wow. Oh, I'm doing some research. Game Boy Advance. Uh, this game... You can actually buy Game Boy Advances still... Oh, wait, no, never mind. All right, they, they initially sold for $99. Interesting. So they were released in 2001. So yeah, a, this was two decades ago. Dang. That uh, I was probably playing Klonoa. And I'm rusty at it. It's really hard. It's not, it's harder than I thought it was going to be. And I'm only on noble, uh, normal difficulty. Uh, there's a lot of like pretty precise movement and jumping that you need to do oh was this was this the game that you were playing next to me and you were just getting frustrated every second yes okay all right connecting the dots <laughs> yep yeah so the movement like feels a little stiff compared to the other platformers that i'm used to playing like kirby games and mario games and like celeste and a bunch of dungeon platformer roguelike games uh but like, I say that, and then I realize that the movement is pretty comparable to Iconoclasts, which is one of my favorite games of all times. So, like, it's fine. It's just this game really focuses on, like, the platforming aspect rather than the fighting, exploring aspect that, like, Iconoclast does. So it's a little bit more frustrating for me to, like, actually have to interact with these core game mechanics in interestingly designed ways. But um, yeah, besides that, I also played Slime Rancher and it's everything that I thought it would be from the SGDQ run. The only thing that is throwing me off about it, you know, the only the only part that I wasn't that I wasn't expecting going into it is when you're in an area, you hear like every sound in the entire area. And these areas are like pretty big. So like every plop of every slime bouncing around and every Ew. like little squeaky noise that they make. So it's just a cacophony as like, there are a hundred slimes just booping around and you're like, what's going on? Ah, that seems very overstimulating, honestly, a little bit, a little bit, but yeah, how I had a fun time setting up a little, a little slime ranch. And I can tell that this is going to be a pretty short game, even without okay. like speed running it. Um, 
and because I watched the speed run, I basically have a general idea of what I need to do anyways. So expect that to be done. I still haven't seen what this game looks like. (gasps) Uh, You should watch me play as soon as your head feels better. (laughs) (laughs) I will. I will. And then that the the other game that I've been playing that I remember to talk about is what I'm going to honky bonky. So stay tuned for that. Um, speaking of honking and bonking, Claire. Yeah. Are you going to do a little mini review of the design of a game that you have played in your life? I actually, I am. <gasps> Incredible. I know. Uh, yeah. So I actually, I guess I have been playing another game and I play it often and it is the ring fit mm. from on the Nintendo switch. Okay. Uh, and I believe in my mind, it is like the Nintendo Switch's answer to Wii Fit when they had the Wii. Um, so we can all close our eyes and go back to, I don't know, 2008. I don't know. I would have I to Google that it. Sounds I'm about being right. lazy, but around about there. And there was the balance board, the Wii Fit balance board that you <laughs> stand on and the little me's doing exercises and, you know. Yeah, I actually use that quite a bit. So back in high school, especially I'd like at home from high school, I'd do like 20 to 30 minutes of Wii Fit like every day. So wow. yeah, that's a, a good, lot of Wii Fit. Yeah, just a good little uh, habit. And um, so when I heard of Ring Fit for the Switch and Isaac had a Switch and I was, you know, it's actually before we lived together, but so you were very nice to me to let me use your Switch for exercise. <laughs> um, I decided to get it. And so instead of a balance board, which is something that you stood on for the Wii Fit, the Ring Fit um, has a ring, as you might imagine. It's basically like a giant flexible ring made of plastic that is, what's a a good size comparison? Like the size of Um, like... It's the size of my 3D printer. That's not helpful to anybody. Uh, If they had seen my 3D printer, they'd know. I don't think they have. There's at least one listener who has. Okay, well, I'll post to our Instagram, um, banana for scale, but it's oh, like a, a big, I want, I want to say like a giant embroidery hoop, but like that also is a bad <laughs> reference point. So I don't know, like a big pot, like a big pot of spaghetti. That's like the size. And um, you, and also a leg strap. So you put one Joy-Con in the leg strap and one Joy-Con on the, on the ring. And that's how you play the game. So that's the mechanics you need to understand. I'm going to honk and bonk what I think of it. So the first honk is that these types of games, I don't even think the fact that it's like any of the game design might not even play into this in a sense, but it's just like exercise games, like games that give you points for doing an exercise. Basically the only way I will actually exercise. <laughs> to do like actual exercise, like, like squats and like cardio and like on purpose exercise, really, it needs to be a game for me. Um, cause I grew up doing dance and I think the reason I did, I went to dance practice every day was because I knew my teammates needed me and like, really no one cares, but me, if I do crunches and I actually don't care that much, it turns out. So, um, <laughs> I need the ring fit to care for me. <laughs> And it does. So I'm just saying that that ring fit does fill that need of like, it is motivating me to work out, which is a good thing. <laughs> so uh, we, we like that. That's a big honk. And I haven't gotten sick of it either, you know? So it's like, I do show up to it pretty much, you know, like three to four times a week. Um, 
I also really like that it does a really good job of doing cardio compared with strength exercises. So a lot of the ring fit is you kind of like jogging in place. Um, and then, and while you're using the ring to like battle things and collect items as you run. And so, and then that's interspersed with little battles where you have to like, you like do squats to like beat your enemies or like do like an arm exercise to like punch your enemies. It's very, it's kind of cool that way. So it's almost like VR light in that sense. And so I think it actually, it does a good job of like combining the strength and cardio. So you really do get your heart rate up, which is important. Um, where we fit did not like we fit was very much like, I mean, if I had a Fitbit back then, it probably would never have gone above like regular heart rate. <laughs> uh, it was much more strength and flexibility focused, um, and much less cardio. And so that's really cool. I think the way that the ring fit does that. And then my final honk is that the battles are really entertaining. So like the monsters that you battle are like all fitness themed like there's like evil kettlebells and like <laughs> i don't know evil kettlebells the most terrifying enemy i can think of yeah i just think i mean i guess they're not all exercise themed but for the most part they are they're kind of goofy but also like it's fun to punch them like they, they make the battling really fun the battle mechanics are good um they'll attack you you know, you can drink, you drink smoothies to gain like power-ups and it's, it's all very fun. There's like, when you fight the big boss, it'll say like, to, to kind of show you how much damage you have or have not done. Like, say he's still in like really good health. It'll be like, he's working out with planning his next workout. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's silly. It's fun. I like it. Um, so that's, that's what I like. There are some bonks though, as there are in all games. Um, my first bonk is that there's way too much story. Now, I know I've come on here and said I really love games of story. However, you're just is, trying to work out, right? I'm just trying to work out. Like, <laughs> this, it's story enough that I'm running around. The, and also, by the way, very beautiful, like, areas. Like, very cool to look at. Running around these cool to look at areas, battling little creatures, you know, collecting stuff. That's, a, that's enough of a story for a workout game. Um, but instead, like the ring itself is like sentient and it talks to you and things were stolen and you're oh. trying to restore this land. And guess what? I don't actually know the story that much because I'm skipping through it as fast as I can because I'm like, <laughs> I have 20 minutes in the morning to work out. Like, can you calm down and let me just work out, please? Um, so that is like a big bonk for me is just... Like a little story is okay, but the amount that they're trying to build a story into this is kind of too much because it is at its base, a workout game. Um, wow. And then the other bonk is, is related. These are all the bonks I think are related to that, um, but there's a lot of text, like just so much text and screens to skip through. And it's really frustrating. So when you first, most Switch games, if you have a Switch that you have two accounts on, will ask you, like, if I click on Kirby, it's like, what account are you playing under? And I get to pick Isaac or me because we share our Switch. Um, but this one doesn't do that when you log in. And instead, there, you have profiles within the game. And so each time you log in, it, like, restarts everything about how to use the game. Like, it's like, here's how to use the ring. Here's how to use the leg strap. Here's what you need to know for safety, blah, blah, blah. And I have to skip through every single of those every time I load it. So I've... Like literally every single time, like, like literally if, every single time. If you keep the game, have you ever like kept the game running 
uh, and just put the switch into rest mode, does it do it like oh, when it, it wakes up from rest mode? Would, I don't think it would do that. But I okay. usually I play a game in between because like I want to actually games play are video fun. Games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you or you'll play a game or whatever. We'll use the switch in between my like yeah. twenty minute workout and the next time I use it. Um, so it's very that's super annoying. Um, and then it still does it even when you like enter your profile. It's like, do you want to keep your uh, level of difficulty the same? Like ask you constantly. And it's like, <laughs> I can change it myself. Like I can go into settings and change it myself if I feel like I want to change it. Like, please stop. It gives you like tips of the day, like workout tips, like fun facts. It's like, it gives you your stats constantly. And I'm like, I feel like the stats, some people might find that really cool. I don't really care. But if you like that, I still think they should be only at the very end of your workout. Like you can check like, hey, how did I do? Versus after every like boss battle, or not even boss, like every small battle, you get like a stack card instead of just being able to keep playing through the game. <laughs> like that would be annoying in any game. <laughs> They're like, here's how you did on that last battle you just had. And it's like, can I just finish the dungeon, please? Um, <laughs> so it's just, I just feel like I'm constantly skipping through, through screens and like, that's what it's just it's annoying um and then the final bonk again connected to all the others is they have like weird ways to measure the, your workout time so i use my fitbit to measure like my actual workout because i don't trust that we fit <laughs> and or no sorry it's not we fit the ring fit they're too close um because so they'll say like this workout is five minutes but it will take me like 17 minutes to complete but they're only it's because they're only timing when you're specifically working like doing a thing so so from what i remember so you run and then there's yeah. battling so yeah. running and counts. battling both count right so yes, but you know it doesn't count all those screens i just mentioned oh so while you're standing there clicking through screens and your heart rate's still up and you, you know like you're still in workout mode right like rest periods are part of working out um it's not counting that as part of your workout and yeah. like you know, yeah, it's basically like all those little like annoying little in-between things don't count towards your quote unquote workout time. Um, and then I just think all, I mean, all like, if you're not really measuring like anything on a person's body, like they're not, you're not really getting accurate counts of pretty much anything. <laughs> so that's why I skipped those anyway, because I'm like, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't really matter. You don't know enough about me to to really say one way or the other what's, what's going on. Um, so yeah, so those are the box. But I do think overall, if you're someone who likes, uh, like gamified workouts i think this is a really good one um could be better but it is it is a good it's up there it's good and I, again very good at like the cardio strength balance but yeah isaac what about you do you have a well i know you do you actually already teased that you have a hangama, I did. so i'd love to hear it yeah, so I played Wonder Boy the Dragon's Trap by Lizard Cube, which coincidentally is free on the Epic Store until July 21st. That is a great name for a game, by the way. Just wanted to say. Wait, what? It's a good name for a game. I really oh, like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wonder Boy. So it is a remake of a classic platformer. Um called Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap. So they dropped the three. They, they don't want you to know that there's previous ones or something. I don't know what's going on with that. But uh, yeah, it's a remake. And you play as a human. And you are cursed to be in different monster bodies that have different abilities. And you solve puzzles like that. Um, mm -hmm. The game, you start off as a very powerful human with a lot of health 
bars. So it, it has like hearts like uh, Legend of Zelda does. Mm -hmm. But each heart isn't split into like four even pieces. Like each one seems to represent a certain amount of like HP. And different monsters do different amounts of damage. I, I have not fully grokked the concept behind all that yet. Okay. But like the human, you start with like 10 or 15 or something hearts. And none of the enemies like do any damage to you. And then you fight the boss. And then the boss like curses you. And you become a lizard man who only has one heart. But you oh, can wow. breathe fire. Yeah. So I think it's, it's a bold, brave and bold choice to have the human be the strongest. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's the setup for the game. My first honk is because it is a remake. You know, this this is based off of a classic old school like retro game. And what you can do is you can switch between the remade sound and music and graphics at will and separately. So if you're like uh, as beautiful as these hand-drawn animations and artwork is, I would like to see the pixels, please. <laughs> and then you press a button and instantly it's pixels. And like, you can like in the middle of a battle, just be like flipping back and forth if you want to, for whatever reason. And you can do the same thing with the music where, you know, the next note of the song is gonna be, uh, retro midi synthesized beat boop instead of the orchestral i actually i was playing it very quietly and i did the sound wasn't super memorable to me compared to the graphics so i couldn't tell you what the sound actually sounds like <laughs> anyways so yeah the first honk is i like that you can i i like that you can do that switch like so freely like it's just a button on the controller you don't have to go into a menu or anything. You're just like, I, I want the beep boops now. I want the pixels. I'm done with the pixels. Um, second honk is there's lots of fun little areas to find while you're exploring around. Levels aren't just like straightforward, uh, get to the end affairs. There's all kinds of shortcuts and like treasure chests with money and stuff inside of it. And I always like it when you you have fun little side things to do especially if they count as shortcuts. Um, and then finally, it's got like this RPG-like element where you can change equipment so you can get different armors and weapons. And while I was playing, I was really motivated by, oh, I got to get enough money to buy this new thing. I want to play more until I get the stronger stuff and see what it does. Even though I... So I upgraded from like the ivory tunic to the goblin tunic, which when you're lizard boy or lizard man or whatever ivory tunic gives you plus three defense and goblin tunic gives you plus 24 defense i don't know what those numbers mean am i taking that much less damage per hit or is there an attack defense comparison there's no way you can tell i don't know i it, it but i did buy the goblin tunic because the number was so much bigger so hooray wow they've 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 gotten me into it um and i'm gonna sneak a fourth honk into it there's color-coded enemies so like a green no a red snake great now i'm confused anyways enemies have different colors and the colors are indicate like how much damage that it takes to defeat them so like green crabs take three blue crabs take two red crabs take one and i'm pretty sure the colors 
are the same for all enemies. So like red snakes, I'm pretty sure take one hit. Blue snakes take two. Green take three. Um, Red ogres, one. Blue ogres, two. So you can kind of predict what you're going to need to do um, going into it, which is good because going into my bonks, uh, it's got very floaty and slidey controls, which I don't like a whole lot. Um, It makes it very hard to maneuver and just in general control my character because you'll be moving forward and then when you stop it like you will continue to slide forward which means you could slide into the enemy uh when you jump up it's very hard to control once you've jumped up uh there's these like bouncing blocks that make you jump up super high but if you don't hit them at the correct angle like you can't hit the ledge you're trying to go to because you don't get enough horizontal distance and you can't change your direction enough in air it was it was really hard to control, but once I got into the groove of things, like once once I grokked it, I was able to. What is okay? You said this before, and I thought you just mis misspoke. But what are you talking about when you say you grokked it? Grokking something is like figuring it out. Okay. Yeah, I never um, heard that before from you or anyone else. Oh wow! Yeah, no. Um, it's. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think I can really describe it without contextual use, but yeah, uh, you don't understand something at first, and then you've grokked it, and now you're a master. G-R-O-K. I hope that's a real term. If I just made that up, email us. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, So very floaty and slidey controls is a bonk. I didn't like it, even though I was able to work around it. Uh, it was especially apparent in the first boss of the game, the one that curses you where even though I had super tons of life and I guess did a lot of damage or something, the fight was the most frustrating thing in the world because I would like float just a little bit too far forward, get caught in the enemy's hitbox. And then it would, I when you get hit, you kind of bounce back a little, but because the enemy was so tall and was moving in the same direction as me, it would repeatedly put me in the like take damage animation and then push me all the way to the end of the screen without me being able to do any more inputs. And then I would try to jump again and try to hit, but like I'd float a little too far in the air and then the enemy would hit me again and push me back to the edge of the screen. I was like, this is the most annoying thing ever. And I had enough HP where there was no chance of me dying. It was just annoying. It it would be like, oh, you lose a little tiny bit of life, but you also spend the next like four or five seconds unable to do anything. Pretty annoying. Uh, second bonk. I actually have zero direction on 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 where I'm supposed to go, and I don't know how to tell if I've won aware won an area like be a level, because it's not really set up in levels. Like once you get cursed, you leave the castle and you're like in a little village, and one of the guys is like, oh, "If I were you, I'd find an antidote," and I'm like, "Okay," and I explore other houses. And like one of the houses brings me into a well, which brings me to a beach. And then I got to a point on the beach where there was a store where I bought the goblin tunic. And I don't know if I'm done with the beach now. <laughs> I, I don't know if there's more to the beach than that, because like. I don't know. I don't know. And then I went to the desert and I kept dying in the desert and I gave up 
for now for today but yeah i don't i don't i don't know if i'm doing good i don't know if i'm doing bad uh i don't know if i'm supposed to go in certain areas at certain times i don't know i'm not very smart that sounds like my experience playing most video games so (laughs) i feel i feel for you yeah and then my final bonk is that there are these annoying cloud enemies that I don't, I, I can't kill them. And they just fly slowly above or like directly above me and they drop fireballs. And like when I'm fighting other enemies that I can kill on the ground, I'm also dodging these fireballs. And it's like, what, what, what are you doing? Come on. Why, 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 why can't I kill these cloud enemies? What am I supposed to do against these, these, these cloud guys with the fireballs? They're so annoying. They're so annoying. Oh, geez, I hate those annoying little cloud enemies. Anyways, that's Wonder Boy the Dragon's Trap by Lizard Cube. And Lizard Cube is the ones who did the remake. I don't know who did the original game, but go out, get it free on the Epic Store. If you listen to this podcast before the 21st, which I believe is Wednesday or Thursday. So you should be listening to the... <laughs> You've got plenty of time. Um, yeah, it's, if you're a true fan, it should be Tuesday. <laughs> All right. So with the honks and bonks done, uh, have you ever had a video game idea in your brain that you just needed to let escape before it smashed around in there and just caused all kind of havoc? I mean, I have, but I will say... Uh, sometimes I just feel like almost compelled by an external force that I need to create one within five minutes before oh. we record a podcast, and that happens as well. Oh, okay. Wait, mm-hmm. is is that what happened? Are you going to pitch a five-minute idea? Well, it's an idea that I came up with very quickly, yes. But okay. I think that's not so unusual. We've talked about how fast we do this. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I will, I do have a game, though, for, for you to hear about. Okay. So I was inspired by the new Kirby game in the sense of a racing game. I do love a racing game. Okay. Um, I think I've pitched one before, but hey, who knows? We're on episode, like, 22, I think. I don't know anything. That many? Know. That's a lot of episodes. Yeah, somewhere in the 20 range. Anyway. jeez. Oh, um so my game is called race through time and it is a racing game set in different eras and locations in time so kind of think about like if mario kart and carmen san diego lost in time the pc game uh had a baby like this would be it okay the the main mechanic that makes it makes it unique is in each era you have different vehicles that you can use that are era based so like carts horses chariots cable cars i don't know right like you can imagine like whatever transport is makes sense in that both area and time period spaceships (laughs) right but as you (laughs) progress through time you have access to the ones you had before so you could be like driving around like 80s chicago but using a chariot because you like the mechanics of the chariot or like they're going to help you in a certain part of this race so you like basically collect vehicles through time and can use them throughout the game. The chariots allowed to take a shortcut through the city park. Something like that. Yeah. Right. So there's like <laughs> benefits to, to each type of vehicle. Um, and I do always want, and I think I've mentioned this in other racing games we've talked about, maybe in the rapid fire. I, I really appreciate the movement based 
uh, steering system that Nintendo does. So basically, like when you have a movement sensitive controller, and instead of using what's the official word for the like wiggly buttons, is there is there one? Do define wiggly button. You know how like there's the solid buttons like a. Like so you're X. talking about the control sticks. Yeah. Okay. Those um, sticks or nubs. Instead of using the control sticks, you can use the controller. Like you're moving the controller as you would a, a steering wheel. Um, okay. So like Mario Kart on, does that. Usually there's an option, like you can pick which one you have. So I just would always say that like, I want that as an option. Like movement-based controls are so much better in my eyes for people who are not super used to controls. And so it gives kind of an even playing field of like all your friends, like, oh, like, you know, do you want to play this racing game with me? And someone who's like never gamed before can do it. I think that's good because mm -hmm. racing games at their core are, are a multiplayer experience. Yes. Who um, plays single player racing games? Uh, Gran Turismo? Come on, nerds. I don't even, I don't even get that disc, but there you go. Um, yeah. And so the other cool thing is that you are collecting and I haven't decided what it is, but each level you're getting clues of some sort of time crime. Time so, crime. There we go. I guess this is also kind of like Umbrella Academy-esque. I don't know. But you're like trying to figure out something about time. You've been sent into the, these different eras for a reason. Um, so the, the other kind of different mechanic is not only do you have to complete the race, but you have to complete the race with the artifacts that you need from that time period to like solve the time crime. So it's like collectibles that are necessary to move on, not just for fun. And okay. yeah, that's that's pretty much race through time. That's the game. I mean, I I guess I would have to think longer to come up with exactly what the time crime is. And there's probably going to be different ones that you can play the game multiple times. Right. Yeah. The multiple time crimes. You're a time crime agency, all linked to one time criminal. Correct. But who solves their cases via races? Now, are the races set up as races, or are they like car chases? Like you're you're. It's, no, it's a race. Okay. A race. Yeah, okay. So race. you're not just like trying to catch a criminal and no, no, the no. game the, the sets criminal, it as a race. The time criminal is not in the game. They've okay. already been there. You're okay. looking at the clues they've left behind. So you, it would still be a competitive game. It's not collaborative. Like you want to get the, like maybe your other players work for different time crime agencies. And you want to get all the artifacts first okay wow i like it what was the name again oh race through time race through time yeah okay i like it yeah 10 so out of 10 nice so what about you what do you have to pitch today for you today i have a game called collapse okay you are building demolition specialists that means you climb to the top of buildings rip out the brain of the building and then escape before the building collapses and then you sell the brain for lots of money why does um, the building have a brain because all buildings have brains in this yeah. world okay. um and in order to demolish buildings you have to rip out the brain but this then a... you can put the brain in a different building so it's fine you're not killing anything you're just you know it was very strange but also weirdly related to uh harrow the ninth Oh. Okay, I'm currently reading. Really? I uh, can't wait to read that one and find out how that's possible. But um, 
Okay, yeah. So it this is a 2D platformer where you swap between two characters, one that can double jump and one that can pick up and throw items, including its partner, the one that can double jump. Uh, you can also play this game co-lapse, co-operatively. Get, see, <laughs> do, do you see what I'm? Do you see where I'm so. going Based with this on one? The name, I was hoping so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so each level is played in two parts. There's first the ascent, where you can do whatever, whenever, however you want to get your way to the top. But once you take the brain. The building starts rumbling, it starts a crumbling, and you have a limited time to get back down to the bottom. Which, sometimes what you do during the ascent locks off certain paths. Like, uh, you solve a puzzle in a way where it now makes it so, like, you can't go back down that way anymore. So you have to find a different route. Or maybe there's a puzzle on both sides. So, like, in order to get past on the way up, you have to solve one puzzle and then solve a different puzzle to get down. Um, characters might be split up for portions of the puzzle, and maybe they have to go opposite ways because, you know, double jump is less useful usually on the way down, but you can design like a path where only the one that can pick up and throw objects can get up. But then once they've cleared that path, the other person can like fall down, but in order to get down on the other path, you have to pick up and move objects. So like you can you can do the old reverse there. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you use the money that you get from selling the brains to buy power-ups that only last for one level at a time. What do people do with the brains after they're sold? Put them in new buildings. Buildings cool. gotta have a brain. There's limited building brains. Oh, this feels very, very black market. Uh, that, that's kind of, yes, that is. That is what I was subtly hinting at <laughs> the whole time. Not so subtle, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You 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 rip out. You rip out brains illegally and then escape. Yep, that's uh that's collapse. All right, well that's my game pitch. <laughs> I would say ten out of ten for originality, um, but like three out of ten for morality. <laughs> <laughs> A little creepy, but I, but that's all right. We go there sometimes here on Make That Game. All right, but now we've each pitched a game. Are you ready for what is my favorite part of the show? The rapid fire round? Yes. Okay. Yes, I am. So in the rapid fire round, as a refresher, we generate three random words using a website. I have not seen these words before. Isaac has not seen these words before. And we create a game in five minutes around those words. We have to use all three words, but we're allowed to stretch it a little bit if we so desire. And that's what we're about to do right now. So are you ready for the first three words? Yes, I am. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Illustrate. Okay. Censorship. <laughs> oh. Boy. Jeez. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Um, illustrate censorship. So my illustrate and censorship. One could be like you get censored. I don't know, like images of like faces, and you have to like reconstruct the face under like the black square somehow. I don't know. 
I don't know what the point of that would be. I don't know, but that's like where my brain went first. Okay. Um, okay. Then, well, let's. See. Hmm. Hmm. This is this is rough. This is all right. Let's see. I like where you're kind of going. So the faces are censored. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Maybe okay. I don't know. <laughs> this is this is a really stupid idea because like what's the setup for this? But like, okay, you've got camera. Okay. Uh, so so there's a camera. You are someone who like, I don't know. You are hired by businesses to send thank you cards, right? Okay. But all the people, like nobody signs in, so you have to write thank you cards um geez i this what do you this, mean I, nobody signs in what does that so, mean all right so <laughs> imagine a store and like yeah. people come in yeah and then they shop around and they buy stuff and then they leave but the store has no record of who they are but wants to send them a thank you card for shopping at their place so they do have camera footage but for some reason the camera footage is all it has the bars across the eyes of everyone so they send this camera footage to you, the player, wow. and you have a record of all the eyes in like the area and you have to match the eyes to the face. And then that goes into the computer system and tells you who it is. So you can send them a thank you note. All right. So this is bonkers. This is a yeah. bonkers game, but I can't come up with anything else. <laughs> it's just you, you match the eyes to the face. Yeah. <laughs> And if you get it right, the thank you note goes to the right address and you get paid five cents. And yeah, you you just you that's your job in okay. this weird dystopian surveillance state. Yep. No, I'm into it. I think we should call it THNX. Oh, OK. Yeah. THNX. Be bam. All right. THNX, the uh, weird dystopian surveillance state game about uh hyper capitalist thank you cards bum two minutes left nailed wow. it time nailed it. <laughs> time time i know we're not doing a speed run around this time that's so fun um all right our next three words da -da -da -da. oh boy okay. bloodshed oh behave Oh, jeez. And uncertainty. Okay, uncertainty. That's a gimme. I that's feel just like a random, yeah, random generator. Or what is that? RNG. RNG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just have RNG in the game. There's like, there's always like randomness. Like you can't ever be certain. But uh, I mean, maybe we could play with that a little more. All right. So bloodshed, behave. Mm hmm. Bloodshed, behave, uncertainty. <laughs> Um. Okay, I'm gonna go in a different direction than I think everyone's brain was moving, and uh, in Warhammer 40k, there is this class of officer called the Commissar, and mm -hmm. they are the morale officers. And what that means is, or morale officers and disciplinary officers, and they go through and they basically execute people for cowardice or not being up to par okay. or whatever. So I'm thinking the game is like, you're basically one of those guys 
um it's like an investigation style game so you you investigate which one of the soldiers under your jurisdiction has misbehaved has misbehaved and uh maybe maybe we just have the bloodshed part could just be indirectly like because you are like working in the staff of soldiers maybe you don't necessarily have to execute these poor soldiers that's that's a little gruesome <laughs> dark yeah yeah maybe really dark. you know you give them demerits or court martial them or whatever like you, you don't have like there is a punishment involved depending on the misbehavior and then the uncertainty is that's what makes it the investigation game like you have to mm-hmm. find the clues to figure out which ones are are misbehaving okay okay yeah what's like the game mechanic like i don't know i can't imagine how you'd play this game i would say it's a point and click adventure game uh like a side view style um where you just you you can move around the screen you click your character moves over to it and you have various ways of interacting like talking classic adventure game style uh you just have weird ways to interact with things like licking (laughs) <laughs> so you walk up to a walk walk up to one of your soldiers and you lick them and then they 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 just confess right on the spot because they think that you're onto them and just playing mind games with them, you know weird things like that to make it goofy and fun. <laughs> I kind of now I imagine it looking like that too, like an old school RPG game. Oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely thinking like very pixelated, um especially goofy like i'm thinking of the monkey island games if if any listeners are familiar with those i'm not but hey listeners <laughs> that one's for you um so what do we call it though mm. so you're saying you're playing an officer who wants to know if their soldiers are misbehaving right yes it's like the general census I, like i just had a flash in my head of uh, a name like disciplinary action or something mm discipline action discipline action mm. because because inaction no inaction oh, is, okay, no, no, you I are see, actually acting so um, never mind inaction doesn't fit dang it what what's a behavior words like uh like rule follower hall monitor <laughs> hall monitor 20x1 (laughs) well yeah it's not really hall monitoring but i'm trying to think like how can we change like yeah i don't know ah man this one's tough i'm trying to make a a name that would like sound like a like an interesting game i feel like yeah um behave yourselves (laughs) behavior (laughs) cells nope uh uh yeah no i'm i'm i i got nothing i um discipline 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 disciplinary sleuth discipline detective disciplined detective detective discipline detective discipline i'm gonna go with it because we have seven seconds detective discipline the game where you investigate soldiers who are misbehaving. There you go. All right. And our final three words of the episode. Drum roll in your mind. Different. Different. Initial. Initial. Different initial. Pastel. 
Pastel. All right. We're definitely so not getting is, soft uh, balls this this one. No soft no. balls today. <laughs> I mean, pastel sort of is because we're just gonna have a pastel art style. It's gonna have a bunch of oh, okay. I was nice thinking eastery watercolor part of it. And then it's different. And what was the second one? I don't know. Oh geez. I closed it. Uh crap. Initial. Yeah, it was initial. Oh, okay. So different initial and then pastel is just how it looks. So So I was thinking pastel would be part of it. Like you like oh. are a pastel artist or like you have pastels you have to like use, but that's fine. We could also just make art. That's just the only thing that actually sparked anything in me. Oh, okay. Um Oh, I, okay. Wait, I've kind of got an idea. So you are a character with a pastel paintbrush or pastel pencil of mm -hmm. some sort, and you flip between two worlds. Mm -hmm. uh, you have your initial world, and then you have the different world. Oh, okay. I see. I see. And I'm thinking that there's maybe a find the difference aspect of this. Like maybe maybe the worlds are overall pretty similar, but uh, using your artist implement, you can change colors to get different behaviors out of things or like if you match the different world to the initial world this seems pretty or vice versa a little this is like very complicated yeah and that's what we love in the rapid fire <laughs> round we love complicated hard to explain ideas okay so i like the, i like the different initial worlds let's like simplify it down a little bit though like maybe um it's kind of like there's like an initial world, which is more like the real, real quote unquote world. And then the underworld is like the pastel, like art, art world. Um, okay. And you can make some changes to the art to like affect the quote unquote initial world. But like you, it's mostly just like a puzzle solving game, like kind of like you have to like figure out how to like get from point A to point B and you have to use that power in creative ways to do so. Okay. Yeah. Just to kind of like parse it a little bit into like a fully fledged game. All right. Um, and then, yeah, so, so maybe does the path, do you art? Do you art? I think so. I think okay. so. Yeah. I mean, okay. it feels, it feels like akin to chicory. It feels like a, a cousin of, of chicory in a way. Okay. We love a chicory. We do. And his cousins. Okay. All right. So it's you art, you have uh, the real world and then a pastel world, which can influence the real world. But it's it like, like puzzles on two layers, right? It's kind of what. Yes. But you can only draw on the pastel world, would be kind of how you. Okay. There we go. That adds. All right. That adds a little bit. So you draw in the pastel world and uh, you use that to solve puzzles, which might have an impact on the real world, but not necessarily. Yeah. So uh is there a word for world that starts with p so it can be like pastel ba 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 i'm i'm looking up synonyms am i allowed to do that pastel planet no pastel plane pastel plane well so like pan is like a pro like pandemic pan pastel <laughs> pastel pandemonium pastel pan what well, isn't it like pan i thought like I there's a pan word that means world. Well, Pangea was like the first original like supercontinent. 
Nope. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, yeah, but I don't think pastel Pangea makes sense. No, unless there was dinosaurs in the pastel world. Um, okay. All right. Then we... Uh, Hold on, I'm looking at all words that start with pan. <laughs> okay, we've got 30 seconds left, so. What do you think of other ones? Past like pastel Panic. Pastel Panic's good. Pastel Much Panic. Much better than Pastel Pancreatitis. <laughs> yeah, with 10 seconds left to spare, we have designed a game called Pastel Panic, where you solve puzzles by traversing between the real world and the pastel world. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you for getting us through that uh, rapid fire round. That was a doozy. Yeah. Well, uh, you you helped out quite a bit too. So don't give yeah. me all the credit here. I don't know. I feel like you, you came up with the initial ideas more than I did this time just because those words, man. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for listening to this beautiful episode of our podcast. Um, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Make That Game Pod. You can use the hashtag make that game uh, to tweet about games that you want us to see or make things you want us to see. We will check that hashtag. We use it as well. Um, you can also email us at make that game podcast at gmail.com with any ideas uh, of games you might want to see honked and bonked of game idea pitches that you want us to make or words that you want us to use in a rapid fire round. Um, we'd love to hear from you. And if you heard a game today that you think should exist should grace our world, our PCs, our switches. <laughs> please, please, we encourage you to go out there and make, make that, that game. game. <laughs>